Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, welcome, absolutely welcome. This is Dick Crawford, and that introduction this morning was from today's guest, Kate Johnson from Redmond, Washington. Kate and I have trained in the same network for many, many years, and we truly enjoy working uh, in real estate in the American West. And this is a wonderful opportunity for our listeners to get to know her and the area that she serves up there. So Kate, how's life up there in the Northwest? It's wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, Dick. Absolutely. Let's just jump right in. Uh, Why or how did you get into real estate and get to this point in your career? What, What got you here? Well, I have lived out in Redmond, Washington, which is a Seattle suburb. I've lived out here for 32 years. And during that time, I've raised my four kids, and they've gone through the schools. And when the kids were in about uh, the middle of uh, elementary school, um, I was offered an opportunity to join in real estate. And so now it's been 13 years for myself that I've been in real estate. And I love it because I see it's a connection of my background in international business and economics, combining working with people and meeting their goals and what they're doing for moving and selling their largest investment. Excellent. So you found your, your little niche. And it's, um, it's not uncommon, uh, people who get into real estate. They, uh, they come from a different, uh, different arena, and there's a lot of different little um, niches in real estate. So it sounds like you've found one, and it's very comfortable for you. Oh, definitely. You know, it's great to be able to, you know, to help out and connect people together. Uh, you know, again, having been in the community all these years, I'm able to welcome people, because I know what it felt like when I first moved here from the Midwest. Definitely. So you need to put yourself into into their shoes. That, that kind of leads into my uh, what I usually do is I'll ask three quick questions about you before we really get going. Um, and you partially answered uh, these. What is your approach to the business? How do you run things? So I work on a referral network, and you're part of my my broader network. And then locally, I like to have my wealth of connections. So I like to have my electricians, my handyman. Um, any of the services that you'll need for taking care of a house, including um, you know things that go for the family. Um, I'd like to have a wealth of connections to share with everybody that's moving to the area and during the time that they own a home and live in the area. So that's one of the things I like to do for my business. Um, makes so, a difference for me. So and that's that's staying in touch with people after the transaction. So that's very uh, very much tied to relationships. Is is that uh, that your angle? Is that why why you enjoy that? Oh, yes, exactly. And, you know, you help them connect into the home and then helping them connect into their community and just to feel that that sense of connection to their neighbors and to what's happening. Um, You know, things are moving very quickly. And as much as people have information you can look up online, you need that trusted advisor to help you get through it and who's going to help you and be looking out for your best interests. Very well said, and that pretty much covers the other two questions, uh, which, one of which is, as realtors, we, we wear a lot of different hats, which is your favorite, and you just said trusted advisor, and what do you do to help your clients feel comfortable in the process, and you kind of mentioned that too. Any, any additional uh, answer there? Uh, the other thing I would add is just, is it all about communication when people are going through the process of, of buying and selling real estate? Um, there's a a lot of steps to the process and we do it daily and when people are going to buy and sell they might do it a few times in their lives or they might do it once or twice and so they need somebody who can really uh, help guide them and keep them well informed I always like to describe uh, when we're in the process of going through escrow that it's like a four square I, I like to keep the ball out of my square the ball bounces at me we try to get it back as quick as possible <laughs> very good very good uh, so you're up in the Redmond area, and uh, many people think of that as Microsoft. Um, I don't know how big an influence they are these days, but what uh, what areas, what cities do you serve around that area? In case somebody's looking at a map, 
what other uh, cities surrounding Redmond do you serve? Yeah, it's a little confusing because uh, when you look at the map, Redmond's located 14 miles east of Seattle in the Seattle suburbs. And the su surrounding towns, the, it's known as the east side, so east side of the lake. And um, the east side includes Woodenville, Kirkland, Sammamish, Issaquah, Renton, Kent, Bellevue. Um, just to name a few, there's, there's, any, there's a few more that are just tucked away, but um, there's quite a few little towns right around here. And, and do they blend together or is there, you know, buffer between them? Uh, how, I mean, is it easy to realize you're coming into a new town or are they kind of mixed together? You know, they, they do kind of blend together. Um, when we describe the Seattle suburbs, it's about a 38 mile distance to kind of give you a, you know, mileage to kind of give you an idea of north to south. And so, um, but what's neat is having lived here all these years, I've got uh, personal experience um, knowing about the hidden gems. There's just so many cool little neighborhoods, communities yeah. to live in, places to explore, the parks to explore. One summer I took my kids to a different park every day of the summer. And, and sometimes it would be a quick visit, a minimum 15 minutes, but sometimes it'd be at, we'd be there for hours. And we went to a different park every single day that summer. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's a great way to do it. And it, mm -hmm. it gave, gave your kids an appreciation, too, for, for different things and, and getting, getting out of their comfort zone, if you will, and exploring a little bit. That's really good. Yes. So um, tell me a little bit more about the area. What can someone expect uh, from, from the Redmond area? Well, Seattle is all about its active lifestyle. So we have 155 days of sunshine, believe it or not. And, you know, people talk about our rain. People talk about the northwest, or they call it the north north wet. <laughs> and, and we have about 39.7 inches of rain annually, okay? And the secret to us is that you have to learn to wear the right clothes. If you get the right coat on and out you go, you go enjoy the weather. Um, we do get a little bit of snow. We get about... 3.8 inches of snow annually. So we just we, I describe it of two weeks of snowy weather and two weeks of extremely warm weather. And warm weather for us is um, in the eight, high 80s and 90s. So it's a little different definition of what warm, warm weather is. But the area is just, um, just an amazing location. Seattle's a seaport city, of course, on the west coast. And in the center, we've got King County. Um, we're 100 miles south of Canada. We've got mountains that surround us, and we have these amazing views that you can see as you're driving around. Um, we've got the Olympic Mountains out to the west, and then we're surrounded with the Cascade Mountains. This is why we have our weather, because the, the clouds blowing in get caught between the mountains, and so that's why our weather, why we get affected, um, mm. and it changes things. Yeah, that's why we're so wet. Um, the locals will say the mountain is out and that mountain that they're referring to is Mount Rainier and that's to the south of, of Redmond. Um, there's a perfect view when you're driving on one of our main freeways and all of a sudden it's this huge mountain, it's a volcano, um, it's a snow-covered volcano, and it will appear and it's just stunning and it's one of our favorite hiking spots to go to. I, I actually just climbed there this summer. So, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I did, I did. Um, you know, we're a suburban community. Um, we've got our city downtown and more urban field downtown. We have um, just a really fun, active lifestyle. Um, Redmond is the bicycle capital of the Northwest. We, we earned that designation, um, and we've, we are set up so that people can bike to work, and we have lots of bike lanes that are very biker-friendly. So people love to go walking and biking. Um, in Redmond, we have 47 public parks and 59 miles of trails. 59 miles of trails within the city. Within Redmond, yeah. With just with, that's just within Redmond. That's not even the whole King County. So we have a really neat um, bike system that you can bike from Redmond over to the University of Washington. Um, it's around Lake Washington. I've actually bicycled it. It's a 60-mile loop um, that you can go for a nice day ride. Wow! Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Very fun. So you, yeah. So, um, what's the the vibe in terms of laid back or active? It sounds like you're very active. 
Um, what about the other side of that? With all the nature and such, it sounds like you could be really laid back as well. Exactly. You know, um, we have a Starbucks headquarters here in the Seattle area, right? No Starbucks way. Started Starbucks here. is up there? Really? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Starbucks is here. A little, little, little known company to tell Starbucks. Yes. Um, anyway, so Starbucks is here, and uh, they actually are in – they're located in the uh, former Sears uh, building over when you're coming into Seattle. You'll see it off in the distance. It was a Sears building my grandfather used to work at. So anyways, I digress about uh, Starbucks. So Starbucks is wonderful. It's uh, on many corners around here. But uh, coffee is a, is a big part of our lifestyle because we like to be active and we get out in that weather, but we like to get warmed up and have a warm cup of coffee. Very good. That makes perfect sense. Perfect right. Sense. So you get all four seasons and you talked about some of the extremes in terms of, uh, of uh, two weeks of cold and two weeks of hot. Um, what about things to do during those seasons? You talked about a lot of bike riding, a lot of hiking, a bunch of outdoor activities. Um, I, you've got coffee, and I know you've got brew pubs. Um, a lot, of it, <laughs> yes, a lot yes. of it comes down to the water. The water is what makes a cup of coffee and a and a, a glass of beer. Um, how, about, right, right. how about a little bit more uh, cultural stuff, family stuff? What else can you do during the year? Oh, so you know there there are like I've talked about the parks, I've talked about the trails that are, are really, really popular. Um, but we've got a wonderful zoo and aquarium in our community that people like to get out and explore. Um, we have um, beautiful um, AstroTurf baseball fields and soccer fields around here. Soccer is really, really popular in the Northwest. And you'll see people playing in our local park called Marymore Park. And you'll drive by them as late as 10 o'clock at night, and they'll be playing out in the rain, in the dark, and they've got a flood of lights on them, but they're out there playing. I'm telling you, they keep those soccer fields really busy. So it's, um, it's, it's a really fun place. Um, and then it's not just for the families. It's also for the pets. Um, we have a Marymore Park that has um, a doggy playground. It's like our Disneyland, but for dogs. And um, it's acres and acres of off-leash dog area. And so people will come around from the area just to be able to come here and let the dog swim through uh, the Mercer Slough and out to uh, Lake, Lake Sammamish. Huh. All right. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of dog activity. That's good. So if your dog has a yeah. vote in where you want to live, your dog might vote for Redmond. There you go. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's popular. Let me tell you, it has its own little dog wash and everything. It's, it's it's a oh new world out there. <laughs> Fun. So you mentioned your, uh, and everybody understands that Seattle is uh, fairly close to Canada, com- certainly compared to the rest of the country. Um, but in that regard, where where can people go on a day trip or a long weekend away? You've you've got uh, you got a mm-hmm. great uh, ferry system through the Sound, and you mentioned uh, Mount Rainier and a few other places. What what's a long weekend away look like? So normally we can go up to Canada, be up in Victoria. Um, that's just a couple hours away. Um, I say normally because right now during COVID the border's closed. But um, a, a day trip uh, or overnight weekend, a lot of people like to go out to our ocean. Um, and so it's an easy drive to the oceans or just a couple hours further to go into Can- down to Oregon's coast. The San Juan Islands are our gem. Uh, the San Juan Islands are available by the ferries or on a um, on a float plane, and you can take a, um, a flight right out of um, the east side on Kenmore Airlines or out of Lake Union and fly up around the area and just be there in, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Um, we actually fly up, we fly around the, the San, Juan, San Juan Islands quite often, and um, it's a nice place to go out for dinner and just have a change of scenery. So uh, flying is really, really oh fun. Driving, yeah. You'll fly out there for dinner. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep, up to the San Juan Islands. And it's, it's a totally different world. The ferries, um, when you take the ferries up to the San Juan Islands, um, you need to have a reservation, and you can drive your car on. And um, pets are usually having to stay in the car. Some of them let you go up on the top deck. But um, the, uh, the day trips um, takes a couple hours to get up there. But if you can go by flight, you're just there and, you know, under an hour or so. Sure. That sounds really yeah, cool because yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's a very low elevation flight too, so you see a lot. That's, that sounds like fun. Co- correct. It is. It's really fun. And then another place to go, um, you're asking about other little trips 
over the mountains, um, over the Cascade Mountains, um, you can head over and visit our Bavarian town where um, we have the town Leavenworth, where the whole town is decorated in a Bavarian theme. And they're big on Oktoberfest, and normally they set up the streets and they, um, and they have huge, huge tents set up for Oktoberfest. In Christmas, they, they, they celebrate all the winter festivities. Um, they've got a little mini mountain over there for skiing. And one of my favorite places to go tubing, you sit on big inner tubes and slide down, and it's got a tow rope to take you up, and it's loads of fun for everybody. I mean, it's just so much fun. <laughs> that sounds great. I, I've, I've heard of Leavenworth. It's got a very good reputation. That sounds like a lot of fun. And that's not too far away either. No, I, I, I actually go over um, in just a couple hours. Um, I like to go get apples that are grown in the orchards over there that never make it to the store because they have some unusual varieties like Suguru and um, like Honeycrisp is common as a common apple nowadays. But it used to be you couldn't, you couldn't get them back 15 years ago. But now they're in the stores. And now uh, I'll go over and get other crops that you can't get in the stores, like I said, the Sugaru, and I'll bring them back and uh, share them with, with friends and family and clients around the area. Very nice. And it's just it's not too far away either. That's, that, that's wonderful. That's a nice mix, a very nice mix. So tell me a little bit about why people might be relocating to the area. What, what, uh, what draws people to the area besides some of the things you've already said? What about you know, retirement, cost of living, things like that? Well, the Redmond advantage. Redmond is where the world is coming to uh, to change the world right now. Um, we're seeing highly skilled people that you know we have this talent base that's really broad, and it's really business friendly and with our outdoor life. So people are coming here in droves um, to work um, and live in the Northwest here. Um, they are coming for the jobs, like we talked about with you know Microsoft, and you you kind of mentioned that I said is Microsoft still an effect in it. Microsoft is a huge effect in the area still. Um, they're currently um, doing a, a rebuild of eight of their buildings on campus. So when you drive by, um, you can see our state bird, which is the crane. Like <laughs> yes, I, was, I was gonna say that. <laughs> so the crane. Oh, taking up residence. We sure do. And so Microsoft is doing well. Um, uh, one of my sons actually works at Microsoft. And, um, and we're, we're seeing huge growth um, with you know, people still coming in from Microsoft. Um, and then we also see people working for Nintendo. Our North American uh, location is right, actually kind of a, across the street from Microsoft. Uh, Facebook has offices here, Oculus, and then SpaceX. And then some of the aero engineering companies are also here. In uh, the right. area, yeah. That's right. yeah so, so there people. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. When people are coming for the jobs, but then they're also staying because we have the schools. Because the people that are coming for those jobs have to come in highly skilled, and they want that for their kids plus more. So mm. the expectation and demand for top education is here, and and you're still seeing it in public schools. We have great public schools and private schools. And so people are really driving in and coming into the area for that. That's a very good point. Um, haven't heard it put quite that way. Uh, for high-tech areas, they, they want, they've got a real demand for education because that's, that's their personal orientation and they want that for their kids. That's a very good, very good perspective. I've never heard it put that way before. Now, you, you, because of all the technology, you probably got a lot of um, a lot of remote workers or at least remote um, capabilities. Uh, for those not working remotely, what's the outlook for employment in that regard? Any particular industries that are coming on that, that uh, you know, have more employment for those who maybe aren't working remotely? Well, good point. I, our focus really is on software, cloud computing, um, interactive media, and space. Um, and so, and those folks have been able to work all remotely all this time, so so they you know they've kept going. Um, we also have Boeing in the area um, to the north and to the south of Redmond that is um, they're doing some adjustments, but they've got a couple different factories, and you can they work 24/7, and you can see the different times when shifts are are going through. You'll see the traffic change because of a. Uh, of their volume. And so Boeing's still a huge factor here in the Northwest because, again, they started right here in, here in the area. 
Yeah. Um, so we've got Boeing. We also have, um, uh, you know, REI had started out here, which is a recreational company. Um, we've got um, Costco headquarters. Um, they're right in Issaquah, which is another Seattle suburb. And it's uh, around the lake, uh, around Lake Sammamish from Redmond, so it's 10 minutes away. And, um, and so we definitely have the jobs that are outside of the computer world, uh, but are, are, you know, partners, kind of, would you say, they're still using our services. So it's kind of a good mix of uh, industries around here. And then our healthcare is a, another huge industry um, in the area. Well, I was going to say, with when one one sector of the economy does really 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 well, there are other sectors or the the other sectors need to service it. So you get a lot of people coming in for say software. Well, you need a lot of um, other industries to support those people in their daily lives. So uh, it's a, it sounds like a very vibrant employment um, area, regardless of working remotely or not. Is that fair to say? Yes, exactly. And and the prediction right now is that we're we're expected to see even bigger jump in gains in the employment. And so future growth is expected to uh, continue to expand. Um, and we've got all the right factors that are, are supporting it. So I I, I definitely see uh, Redmond continuing to grow. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about some other things later about lo, you know locations, but they're they're working on um, adjusting to all that. Very good. And, and in the process, you're getting professionals, you're getting families, you're getting a really good mix of people. And that's important for a community as well. Yeah, what's interesting, Redmond, um, according to our, our um, local Chamber of Commerce, which is now combined with our um, economic group, it's called One Redmond. Uh, we had the state of, state of the City address was today, as a matter of fact. So I was on that earlier today. And they were talking about how the, the median age for Redmond is pretty young. It's only 34.4. That's the median age for Redmond. That is pretty young. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then um, uh, what's interesting is that we've got a very diverse community. 35% um, of the residents are foreign-born, um, born outside the United States. Um, it's wow. Redmond's ideal for families of all size, one person, the big family, whatever they need. But um, yeah, we're definitely seeing um, a change of, uh, of, you know, just the growth in the families and, and the people that are flocking to the area. Uh, we know we were talking about education before. 62% of the um, residents have a bachelor's or a degree above bachelor's, so PhD or doctorate. So wow. 62% have bachelor's above. Yeah, that's a really highly educated group of people that are coming here. And, um, and then the fact that and then the people coming in that are, are foreign-born, I love that because my background is international business and economics. And so I love welcoming people to a new community. And I, I know what it's like. I studied abroad. I know what it's like to be in another culture and another language. And so I have good empathy for, you know, what you need in the beginning is you need a fr friendly, friendly face to be able to help guide you through when you're coming into a new community. Yes, and somebody who can appreciate the shoes that you're in uh, in terms of being new and everything being a little bit you know, different. And mm -hmm. uh, e even if culturally it's not different, you're in a new city with with, you know, just new, 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 and oh my gosh, you know, give me somebody I can trust who can you know, answer this question for me. So that, that's very important. Well, and can I add to that? Little, little tips, like in Seattle, we don't carry umbrellas, you know, because you, you, you hear about our rainfall, right? But, yeah. but what most people do is it's about, a, you know, you can put on a, a, a jacket with a hood on it, and then off they go. They don't take the time to take out an umbrella. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, I've heard yeah. that. You even get mocked if you have an umbrella. Is that going too far? Am I being too harsh? Yeah, yeah. yeah not, too, not quite that hard. I mean, people will do it. But, uh, but, yeah, people learn real quickly to just you dress for the weather, and you get out there and enjoy it. And uh, that's the secret to success around here is that you, you, you just you, you climatize to the whole thing. There you go. I think you said earlier, you put on the right coat and you'll be fine. So, mm -hmm, so exactly. not, near, not nearly the umbrella shaming that I, I had uh, heard about. <laughs> not quite. No, people, they're really nice here. They're uh, super nice. That's uh, the thing is that 
the commonality is, again, because there's so many people that are drawn here, um, just from around the world, um, it's, it's common now. You know, you, you hear every single language being spoken. I mean, again, it's really neat to hear. And I, I just love to hear it's a melting pot that people are coming here um, and that we can all learn on things. But we all have the same commonality that, you know, schools are important for every language and every culture everybody wants their kids to have the best and so so that the school education is always an emphasis yep and then lifestyle a lifestyle and you know what are you working for why are you working for it well so they're drawn to uh, the employment you know to some degree they're drawn to the mm-hmm. lifestyle to some degree it, it's different for everybody they've got the schools kind of quote unquote backing them up uh, in terms of okay got that box checked now they blow into town and how can they get involved in the community to feel a part of things you know be beyond the standard you know rotary club or church groups pta things like that what other things could somebody do to like be a volunteer or get involved in 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 the community yeah, that's a great question, and that's a big, big part of my lifestyle is uh, you see a need and you want to fill it and figure out how you can help. And having raised my kids in the Redmond school system, um, I have become partners with the Redmond School Break Food Bank, and we help to gather food and supplies and uh, and then distribute them to homes now. It used to be they'd come in and pick it up, but now we go deliver it to them. And then HopeLink is another um, uh, service that's here in the area for giving back to the community. And then Sophia's Way is helping um, any the homelessness and, and helping to, again, see a need and fill a need. And so helping and giving back is one of the best ways to do it. Um, another couple annual events we have is we have this event called Derby Days, and it goes back to our bicycling. We had, we've had... Uh, bicycle races on the roads around here for uh, over 100 years now. And uh, Derby Days, is, uh, is, it's in the summer, and it's a fun, fun event. My kids all rode their bikes, and they would ride their bikes in the beginning of the parade, and then the parade would happen. And then at the end of the day, they, they have um, all these bike races that would, would um, be happening throughout town, and it's very exciting to watch. So, so Derby, Derby Days is one cool Redmond event. Um, we also have a lighting event where they light up the trees and they walk the pathway um, from uh, Redmond Town Center to the City Hall and they walk along the slough. And so it's a really fun event. They'll have luminary lights and things like that set up. So um, Redmond's big on community events. Very good. That's comforting because when you've got such a big, big cultural mix, people coming from all over the place, that sounds very, very welcoming and um, on on the surface, very welcoming. But then you can participate in all those things at any level you wish. So that that's that's very nice. I think people probably really appreciate that opportunity. It is. It, it's really fun to see. What about um, the growth? How does the How's the community handling the growth? Is there is there congestion, or is it is it just um, handling it very very well? Is it not a big change? How's how's that working? Well, it's a big change because we are seeing this little town go from a small town, and I've lived here witnessing it uh, happen right before my eyes and uh, watching it happen with my kids and everything. Um, and there's actually a 2050 plan, so they're, they're on to the next 30 years already being planned through the city to mm-hmm. be able to prepare for things and get things done. But, um, you know, the, the people that have lived here in Redmond um, or people that are from the Northwest, um, like my kids, my kids were all born in, in here in the Northwest, so they're, they're, they're locals. Um, and I'm I'm out, I'm actually the outsider, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> so um, I, I was I was born elsewhere, but uh, so anyways, so the, people will say, you know, I'm a Northwest native, and and they'll kind of own that title. And uh, um, but it, you know, they're very welcoming. Um, there's times that people have heard uh, the Seattle freeze will come up that people don't know you. Um, I think that's more of a down, downtown urban thing, but it's not like that in the suburbs. The suburbs are, are a lot friendlier and, and more of a, a place to go. But we're seeing 127% growth of new construction. It's just growing like right now. Um, like new restaurants um, and how we're adjusting right now with Redmond is um, they are expanding their restaurants and they're setting up little outdoor 
um, tents so people can eat out. And those are the new buzzword for 2020. They're called streeteries. So you sit on the street and you're in this little tent, and that's how the restaurants are able to serve you. And so uh, just today on the One Redmond uh, event, the presentation, they were explaining about how they're working to su support the local businesses to keep them going and strong and vibrant during the, the pandemic situation. And um, so we've got a really, really cool, diverse uh, choice of restaurants around here because we're on the Pacific Rim, so it's really, really fun. We've got some great restaurants, and um, we're very fortunate for that. So that's what's really neat is as we've evolved and changed in the area and watched the growth. The benefits are these cool restaurants coming in, um, really neat grocery stores even. We've got a huge variety of uh, grocery stores to to use, and um, so just lots of lots of neat um, lifestyle again changes that are happening. But with that, we we do have a little bit of congestion, and so um, they're addressing that by bringing light rail into our area. And so currently, that's being built, and it, it's going to be finished in the next five years. And it's a light rail system throughout the east side, and it'll connect from downtown to the airport and um, in north and south. It's just a little light rail that's being built over the last few years here, and uh, that's expected to be finished up in the next five years. You got a lot of smart people looking forward. Um, that's that's really encouraging. Having a having a plan for 2050 or a 2050 plan, um, and then of course, as you say, the light rail is probably a part of that plan. So you got a lot of smart people looking forward, uh, wondering and and acting on how we're going to handle this. That's that's good. Not every region can say they 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 approach it that way. Well, um, and I think it's it's an experience from they've learned too because we grew very quickly because of the jobs coming in here, and excuse me, I interrupt you on that, but, but because of the jobs that were coming in here, uh, they're also, they're, they learned and they're adjusting. That's partially why <laughs> they're learning from experience. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to go through that again. Mm -hmm. so, any, other, um, any other regional services? You talked about great schools, a whole lot of par a park a day for the summer. Uh, public transportation, so the light rail is coming in. Um, you've probably got, is it, is it CPAC? Is that the name of the airport that, that uh, serves, so, serves Seattle, or is there another one? We actually, we, we do have uh, two airports out of the area. So from Redmond to SeaTac Airport. SeaTac. SeaTac Airport. SeaTac, yes. See, it's it's um, SEA for Seattle and Tacoma. Uh, Tacoma is the other big city down south, and so they're calling it the SeaTac. It's a combination of those two names, so Seattle-Tacoma, SeaTac Airport. From Redmond to SeaTac Airport, it's about 24 miles, and so that's our big airport. They're actually working on another runway, um, and they're constantly growing that airport and then adjusting. But because of uh, the high demand, we've actually had another airport up north that has started um, to have um, the commercial airlines flying out of there. And so it's nice, it's a little bit further north, but it's, it's a nice option for us. And so it's lightened a little bit of the traffic that has to, um, it'll affect the commute. So we've actually got two, two of the commercial airline airports right nearby. So that's, that's been helping. Um, and then you're asking about other changes. Our hospital system around here, our healthcare is, is world-class. Um, we have some of the top uh, hospitals in the area. And people come from the from all over the Northwest, Hawaii, Alaska, to come to our Seattle Children's Hospital, Cancer Care, Seattle Cancer Care Alliance, and all the medical services that are available uh, right here in the area. So we're really, really fortunate. Um, in Redmond, we have access to Evergreen Hospital and Overlake Hospital, and. Um, uh, I, one of my kids works for Overlake Hospital, so <laughs> I've got four kids, so I've got kids in different industries. So there you go, you're covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, um, what about uh, cost of living? Uh, real briefly, I, I'm sure being a you know a standard suburbia or quote unquote standard suburbia, standard downtown areas. But what about the uh, regular um, regular gas? What's a gallon of gas cost as a as a perspective, if you will? Right, kind of give you a perspective. Um, two. 0.85, so $2.85 per gallon. 
um, give you an idea. But a lot of us like to go to Costco because we can get our fuel there at Costco. So Costco might save you a little bit more too. So that's a local insider tip because we've got a Costco in almost all the little suburban cities around here. So um, we probably have more than usual. So we'll go there. But but we do like we like to put our our perspective of price is, is comparing cappuccino. So a cappuccino is about four dollars and eighty cents. So there you go. So okay, there you go. That might be the new uh, the new comparison that I use instead of a gallon <laughs> of gas. Because with all that light so. rail, who buys gas anymore? So you just gotta have, make sure you have a, a good affordable cup of coffee. Well, uh, and then also with electric cars are really popular. So uh, electric cars are are everywhere, and, and you're seeing more of the charging stations all around town too. So. Yes, that is definitely a force. We're gonna, we're definitely not, uh, not turning back from that. It's very interesting to watch that unfold. How about uh, taxes? I don't believe you have income taxes in the state of Washington. Is that correct? Correct. We there's no state income tax. That's correct. Um, our local sales tax is 10%. Um, so, uh, but we don't have that state income tax. So that's a, a highly desirable feature for us. Well, that's not a a crazy uh, um, sales tax. Uh, Los Angeles has, I think, nine and a half percent, and throughout Southern California, it can range from about seven seven and a half percent up to nine and a half. And of course, your entire income doesn't go doesn't go to sales taxable items, so that's probably not a, a a real big chunk, especially when there's no income tax. That's good. How, right. how about property taxes? How how do those work? What what's their general rate? About 1% is our, our property tax rate, give an idea of uh, what that looks like. But um, uh, the area is, um, is doing well because we've got the strong industry, you know, business industries that are helping our, our communities out. Um, so that's, that's been a big factor for us. But our, our property tax is about 1%. Okay, not bad. Is, are there things that might be added on to that property tax, like local bonds or school bonds or anything like that? Um, on occasion, um, support for schools is, is highly popular because, uh, because they've done so well, um, and we've got the results with um, our graduation rate for the high schools it exceeds 90%, and um, it will see bond rates for things like the STEM schools, the science, technology, and engineering, and math schools. So again, schools are highly valued. Okay, well, that's, that's good use of tax money. No question there. How about average home prices in, in Southern California, depending upon the city from LA to San Diego, we can, we can go anywhere from the high 600s to you know, well over a million dollars on an average, you know, for an average or median price. How, what's it like in, in your area? Yeah, and we we are the same as far as the that that kind of a range. But you know, to be specific for Redmond, Redmond average it would be about eight ninety nine, and that's just continually going up eight ninety nine um, eight hundred ninety nine thousand. Let me finish my numbers there. Um, Redmond uh, is in a high demand because again the schools and then the proximity to so many jobs. So um, it, it those are a couple factors that are really driving our prices. And what would you, is there a way to describe what, what that average, that eight ninety nine um, price would get you? So eight ninety nine in Redmond would get you into a home that has about a quarter acre of land. Uh, it's a four bedroom house um, built in the mid uh, 90s, 80s and 90s. I bet you can I give you an average of things? I'm describing houses that I've listed recently, so I'm thinking of, you know, kind okay. of got a picture of what I'm, I'm thinking of. A lot of people around here, because they're in the tech jobs, don't have anybody in their back pocket for doing remodels and things like that. So they want a turnkey home, so they want to be able to move into it. Um, I'm currently working on a remodel in my house, and you might be hearing some of the buzzing and pounding my contractor is doing in the background. So if okay. you're hearing that, that explains what that extra noise is. Um, because remodels are high demand right here. Uh, people have good equity in their house, and so a lot of people are doing uh, remodels and upgrading their houses because they, they recognize that, that investing in their homes, they're getting good return on their investment. And in the so, meantime, they're enjoying idea. it. They're enjoying their new, their new remodel. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, it, with our market, like let's say we put a house on the market and it's priced right there, let's say 900, call it 900,000. You're still going to expect multiple offers. Um, they're waiving their contingencies 
um, homes sell for about 2% above the list price in about six days on the market. And if it's a hot home with a brand new kitchen, brand new bathrooms, uh, nice land, those homes sell for 5% above list price and they sell in three days. So it's a hot market in Redmond and uh, there's houses to be had, but you got to sit up straight and, and be ready to be ready to sharpen your elbows. Um, yeah, it is, it is, but timing, timing is key. That there's some strategies on how you handle the market. So, you know, it's, everything is, is all about knowing the market and strategies. So. Now, how would that, that uh, value proposition, if you will, how would that change if you go a little bit more, you know, into the uh, what might be considered outlying areas or, or suburbs of Redmond even? Um, how does that change or, or it, does it change? It does um, because we've got uh, varying school districts right around within Redmond. I, I call them like Bermuda Triangle of School Districts. <laughs> when I'm trying to explain to people, I'll show a map and I'll say, okay, we're still Redmond. This is a Redmond address, but the schools go this direction. And what it boils down to is where the jobs are. So the jobs tend to go from Redmond to the west going towards, you know, like if you're in the downtown area, you're, you're heading to the heading west either to either to Redmond or Bellevue or, or Seattle jobs. And if, the, if, the, if um, the schools are to the east, that means you've got to backtrack. And with our traffic at normal times, traffic's you know, a big deal. So when people move here, I sit down with a map and then we talk about how much they like their car and how much time they want to spend in their car because it's about your lifestyle. You know, it affects you and, and how much time you're going to sit in your car with commute, you know, and again, we're all experiencing a new change and new um, a new reality of this work from home. And um, for now, you know, the people that can work from home, they are. Um, then it's about your internet speed and access of how fast the internet is, because if you can't work from home, then that doesn't work really well. So. Yes. So so prices do get a little bit better, or the value gets a little bit different as you're into that those outlying areas. Yeah, to answer your question, sorry, yeah, it, it, it can vary. Um, again, it's, you need to have that local expert in it to know the gems of where, where it's a safer investment or a stronger investment. Um, you can get a little bit of a, a deal, in quote, you know, air quotes, um, a little bit better of a deal. But again, it's just about knowing and recognizing that value. Uh, because we've had a big growth over the last 10 years. Uh, we're, and we're you know, still not even catching up to our demand, you know, so the supply is still low and, mm. and the supply is low and demand is high. So that's driving up our prices right now, Absolutely. but it's not impossible. You know, there's opportunities. Again, it's about timing and watching the market and of learning, you know, whatever, what the person's goal is, what they're looking for. Right. Get, make sure it's a good match. How, how about, mm -hmm. um, how about new construction? Is, is that, is, is there a lot of it or is it, is it uh, pretty tough to find a, a new tract going in because it's a little bit more already established areas? Or it is, but you know we've got some of the big big builders like Toll Brothers and Pulte and Murray Franklin around here. Um, there's websites like NewHomeSource.com that's out there that has different websites. But um, what we're finding is um, there's little pockets that are getting built up. Um, Redmond itself, if you, the true definition of Redmond is pretty tight little downtown, and then you get a little further out for the greater Seattle area, or excuse me, greater Redmond area, and then to the suburbs. And that's where you're seeing homes that are still coming in, um, but it's a smaller community. So that's where, again, you need to have that connection to local to kind of understand uh, an idea of what's coming up and, and the availability of it. All right, good. It, and it really does boil down to a lot of different variables, and everybody's going to have a different situation. So they got to they, they got to really be careful and and understand what they want and understand the area because it's it's not cookie cutter. Everything's different. So that's, that's a very good there, point. Yeah. You got to get hooked up with somebody who knows what's going on. Which is why yeah, I you, you do. You, Kate. That's why I have you <laughs> on the call. <laughs> uh, now. Um, uh, can a renter who has, for instance, uh, excuse me, not, not a, well, they become a renter when they come into town maybe, can a person who has already sold their home out of state or is in the process of selling their home, um, 
can they come into town and get a rental while they're looking for a house, or are rentals really tough to come by? The bigger companies, if anybody's moving for a big company uh, around here, like, for example, like the tech jobs like Amazon or, or Microsoft, um, Amazon offices are downtown Seattle, but a lot of employees live right here over in, in, in Redmond. And the commute on a, on a Sunday at 10 o'clock is 15 minutes to go downtown. Um, but if it's peak traffic in normal time, it could be at the worst with a storm an hour and a half. I mean, so 15 minutes can vary that much on that commute. Uh, but anyways, I, I bring those two big companies up because they have come in and they need a lot of housing. So sometimes they provide it and they've got shorter term housing available for rentals. But let's say somebody's just moving for any other job, you know, another profession. Um, typically, the normal rental time is 12 months. So finding something under three to six months like that, is, it's hard to come by. But they do exist. Um, sometimes they're staged and ready. Um, a one-bedroom rental right now is um, is renting for just under $1,900. A two-bedroom is about $2,100. Um, and for our, our area, you have to have a credit check, first deposit, last deposit, plus a security deposit. And if a pet is allowed, um, then you have to also have a pet deposit as well. Right. So that that check in the beginning is, is sizable. So I like to give everybody a forewarning of what's, you know, what to, what's expected around here. And right. because they have really well-qualified people uh, in this high, high demand with the jobs coming in, people are paying that number and those prices. And so, yeah. um, but again, um, there's some different apps that are out there like hot pads. Um, that's, you know, one place to look at and kind of watch what rentals are like. Um, so I, I direct people to that kind of app to start watching what's going on. To get themselves acclimated. Do you, Correct, yeah. Do you have any, um, any other advice for out-of-state buyers coming your way? Uh, you know, as you mentioned, kind of do your homework. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where, again, you lean into the local, you know, source. It, it saves you a lot of time and saves you a lot of mistakes because, uh, you know, renter fraud is out there too. So something looks really good online and it's, you know, the old saying is if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Um, they'll take an existing real listing and try to spoof people and, and then misdirect them. So you want somebody to help guide you through it safely. Um, you know, it's, it's figuring out the location where people want to live, your needs versus want. But I would say timing. Timing is really key. Um, paying attention to what's happening in the area and knowing just little influences makes a difference around here. Um, and so... Uh, Again, people um, are, are still flocking in here all the time. Um, but when they do come to the area, um, you know, ideally they can come out for a, a visit and make a connection so they at least understand the lay of the land and, you know, what does it mean to live in Redmond versus living up in our, our wine country up in Woodenville, just north of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so people, people have a lot to explore. But you can, you can generally get a good feel for it over a long weekend. And then from there, make some decisions about what does it mean to live in a different area. And so, um, again, get that local support. Um, check on apps, apps like HotPads. Um, and then when they come to the area, when you have a rental car, our freeways, uh, we have this good-to-go path so that when you're going down the freeway, there's tolling lanes. And so that's a new thing we've just added in the last few years. And so you have to have a tolling pass. And so those are little things that makes your life a little easier if you know what it means before you get a ticket in the mail. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. Oh, darn, I wish I'd yeah. known. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, very good. Um, I, I appreciate all those insights, uh, all of them very well said. You, you've, you're very acclimated to your area, of course, and that's why I included you on the call. I always love learning more about our, our network agents, and they're all so good. And I love learning about the areas that they represent. And, and I like your little uh, saying, uh, the mountain is out. Um, I'm going to remember <laughs> that. That's very good. And that just reflects the area and everybody's um, you know, getting acclimated to the weather and things like that. That's what life's all about. So, so thank you very much for joining me this morning. I appreciate your time. And I hope you've enjoyed being on the show. Oh, definitely. It's really been fun. And, uh, and again, if anybody has any questions about the local area, I put together farmer's market guides, so 
so that I, I share because we have a farmer's market almost every day of the year when it's open. Some are open year-round, so I've got those local guides. And, and I continually am seeking out information to welcome new people because people are constantly coming in, but to remind people who live here of the, all the hidden gems that they can explore in their own community and to keep everybody curious and learning. So um, like I said, if anybody ever wants more information, um, I'm Kate Johnston with Key Realty, and uh, I'm, again, I'm here to help serve and, and uh, connect people together. That's what I like to do. That's a great, a great tagline. Uh, uh, stay curious, keep learning. Uh, I like that a lot. And that's exactly, again, why I had you on the call. You're a very good connection up there. You know what you're doing, and you're ready to help. So um, hopefully we'll be talking again soon, and I, I know we'll be talking in the spring when we have our big event, network event down in Arizona. Very much looking yes. forward to that, and I hope we get a chance to uh, take a meal together. In the meantime, uh, best wishes from me to you, Kate, for an excellent rest of your year. I hope you do well, and I hope uh, the start of your next year goes very well, too. Well, thank you again for including me on this. And like I said, it's just great information for helping people to understand what does it mean to live in different areas. So this is really a nice resource that you're creating for everyone, including myself. So thank you again, Dick, for letting me be part of this. Absolutely my pleasure. You take care of yourself and uh, hope to talk soon. Very good. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye, Kate. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Kate Johnston from Redmond, Washington. And she, of course, as you can tell, is just one more very experienced professional in this network that I have. And she is ready to help you land on both feet in, in the greater Redmond area. If you'd like me to introduce you formally to Kate, uh, please feel free to contact me and I'll be happy to hook you up. And uh, regarding Eyes West, to understand the value of a realtor uh, who's known to me and my colleagues, such as Kate, to understand that value, listen to the episode, uh, The Eyes West Resource. It's at the bottom of the list because it's the first episode. Uh, but take a listen to that to understand the importance of, of having a good connection among realtors. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor, and I'm always available for your real estate needs in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas that I don't serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be good, be well, and be safe.